This is Lionel Vinyl, and you are listening to the Perth Podcast. Sensational. So what are we going to talk about in this episode? Well, this is a Christmas lights special. I suppose we better talk about some Christmas lights. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So we'll cover off what's going on on the day itself um, in a bit of detail, but we'll start off with talking about the gin and chocolate festival. So that'll be going on. And that's over three days. That's not just on the 16th. That's the 15th to the 17th that'll be running. Yeah, so the Friday for a bit of Christmas shopping down there would be fab. And then after that, we'll go into more detail about the, the entertainment and the event itself. We'll talk about the different stages which are... Well, we've got the children's stage, we've got the King Edward Street stage, and... We've got the main stage as well. And we'll also talk about the parade. Woo! And I, I feel like there's something else we should maybe mention. Well, we, I think there's some famous people coming. Is there? I think so. Oh, right, cool. We should probably mention that at some point. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. So, without further ado, let's do this. So first up, we've got the Chocolate and Gin Festival, which is running from the 15th to the 17th of November, which is over the, the weekend of the Christmas light switch on. So Ian, tell us a bit about that. Well, I've been there before. I was there last year, the year before, while I was uh, photographing the event. And it is just a plethora of handmade artisan chocolate. You know, there's gin everywhere. There, there's these passionate people that love their gin and love their chocolate. And it's Fantastic and a great place to start your Christmas shopping. Last year I saw everything uh, from these lovely marshmallow chocolate covered. Oh, my mouth's watering just thinking about it. Uh, it's, it's a great event and actually to encompass the whole weekend around the light switch on, you, you pass it naturally going between stage to stage. And where about will that be? So that happens across the King Edward Street area. So basically if you start outside the City Hall, and work your way around towards, I was going to call it Woolies, but of course it's not been that for a very long time. <laughs> show your uh, age. Oh, show my age, absolutely. So where the standing men statues, uh, left and right from there. So there, there's loads and loads of it going on. There you go, folks. So head along, browse a great range of stalls and see all the gins and all the chocolates. See, he means eat. Yeah, eat. I really do. Well, you don't eat gin, but... Mm, depends. <laughs> Freeze it. <laughs> So I guess we, we should get on to the, the main event, if you will, the, the day itself, the light switch on. So Saturday the 16th of November, we have got the Christmas light switch on, which is a full day event from 12 in the afternoon until 8pm, I think. Yep. Yep, 8pm. I am confident in that one. But Ian, first, I guess one of the questions to ask would be, why do Perth put on such an extravagant all day event? Well, apart from the obvious answer, which is it's fantastic is the economic impact. And you've got all these shops in Perth, every city centre struggling, not just Perth. I hear this all the time, that, oh, Perth's dying, blah, blah, blah. Every city centre is struggling. Consumers have changed the way that they shop. They shop online now, Stoby. We don't go into the shops to buy our pencils or our you know, our supplies and stuff like that anymore. I mean, even Amazon has a larder for Pete's sake. So mm. we don't really even have to leave the house for that. The whole idea is to get people into town. So independent economic studies are performed every year to find out what the impact is. This isn't the council. This isn't somebody local that's keen on the place. These are actual independent studies that are done to find out. Now, you're looking at 
80,000 people two years ago attended the light switch on. 90,000 people attended last year. These are estimates, of course, but it's all done by clickers, footfall. This is not guesswork. And you're talking about an extra two to three million pounds being spent in city centre. Now, the local businesses, this is clearly an asset to them. This is something that they need, that they want. And trying to get people to not buy online and come into the into the city centre, it has to be an, uh, an event. It has to be something that's going to draw people in, not just an everyday shopping experience. That's actually not good enough anymore. People are looking for something more. Yeah, and I guess that, that fight in the online thing as well is where... The Perth gift card tries to help with that as well. Well, absolutely. That and the My Rewards scheme, where My Rewards is there to help you gain money back from spending in shops in Perth, local independent shops. So I go to Blend quite a lot and get their hot chocolate, uh, the Jaffa-flavoured hot chocolate, and I love that. And every time I buy something in there, I get points. And those points will eventually add up to a gift card that I can spend in Perth. Yeah, and, and rumour has it that people are coming from other cities, not just from Perth, within Perth. Yeah, last year I spoke to people from Aberdeen, Glasgow, Dundee, and they all agree that what Perth is doing is great, and they don't have that sort of thing in their cities. I have my wife's aunt, who has just moved to Perth from Glasgow, and she went along to the Persia Pride. Loved it. Nothing like that in her area at all. She's never seen anything like this before, and loving the small city life. So there we have it. That, that's why Perth put this on. And the numbers speak for themselves, never mind the social impact or the the boost to Perth's reputation. So, And any arguments as far as spending money is concerned, you've got to spend to accumulate. Absolutely. So the day of the light switch on is Saturday the 16th of November. <laughs> we'll remember one of these times. No, probably not. Next year. <laughs> so, Stoby, tell us a bit about what's going on during the day. So we've got... Like I said, we've got the entertainment across all the stages. We've got food stalls, we've got street entertainment, we've got the ice sculpting. So if you've been there before, you'll have seen that before, um, where they've got the, the live ice sculpting going on. You've got the big sculptures, like a big ice sleigh, I think it was last year. It was crazy, wasn't yeah. it? I wish I had that talent. So you've got all that going on. There is plenty going on all around the town, so make sure you've got the time to go around it. And yeah, we've got to the... The, the three stages so where we get to the roundup of the stages and get the parade done so yeah let's have a look at the children's stage first of all which is over at the Horsecross Plaza outside the concert hall yeah so that's open from 12 noon till 5 o'clock and then it reopens again at 6.45 after some of the main stuff's happened the oh, fireworks yep, yeah the big bada boom here we go folks at 12 o'clock we have Cobbler's the Clown and at 12.25, we have Basil Brush. One o'clock, we've got Chloe Ash singing again this year. And we've also got Mother Goose on from 25 to 2 till 10 to 3. Picking up after that, we have It's Chico Time. I don't know if that accent's right. We'll stick with it. <laughs> and we've got Basil again at half past three. So you've got two opportunities to see Basil this year. Two so far. Two so far. Ooh. <laughs> Four o'clock, we have the Julie Young dancers back on the stage again. And then finally, at 25 to five, we've got the Christmas pop party on until quarter past five. So that's the end of that stage for the time being until the lights have been switched on and the fireworks have gone off and we pick it back up at quarter to seven. At quarter to seven, when the children's stage reopens again, it's no longer a children's stage, it's a free-for-all. Um, we'll have an introduction by Mark Conroy, who'll be the compere for the evening. 
And then at quarter to seven, we've got Woodrow Wilson on the stage. And to finish up that stage, we've got from half seven to half past eight, we have Lee Memphis King as Elvis, the Vegas show. Uh Uh Thank you very much. Thank you. If he brings a sandwich, I'll be happy. (laughs) So up next, we've got the King Edward Street stage which is, again, going from 12 to 5, same as the, the children's stage. And what's going on over there, Ian? King Edward Street stage is really your local act. So if you've got a son or a daughter or whatever in one of these local dance groups or, or you know, bat and twirler type things, this is where this is going to go down. In the first hour alone, from 12 to 12.05, we've got the introduction by compere Colin Baird. I think that's the, the dude that normally does this stuff. We also have, from 5 past 12 to 20 past 12, the Inspire Dance Studios Act. And I know from experience, they put on a really good show. From 12.25 to 12.45, we have Alan Sweeney. And at 12.50 to uh, five minutes past one, we have the JGN dance anti. <laughs> From 12.50 to 1.05, we have the JGN dance attic. Oh, my God. So Ian can't say the word attic. We'll get to that. So from 12.50 to 1.05, we have the JGN dance attic. So from 10 past one, you'll have the Fair City Baton Twirlers on there. 25 to 2, we've got Adlib Youths, they'll be on the stage. And then at 5 to 2, we've got RG Dance lighting up the stage as well. Then at 10 past 2, we have Perth College. That's all the information we have. Are they they moving the whole college to the the stage? That's tricky. Everybody gets a degree at 10 past 2. Oh, amazing. I'll be there. At 35 minutes past 2, we have CC Dance. Is that a new one? I've not heard of them before. I, I don't know, actually. That's a new one. Google. At 10 to 3 until 5 past 3, we have Adlib. Fantastic group, isn't it? I've mm. dealt with them a lot of times doing photographs and video and stuff, and they are so accommodating and so lovely. They finish at 5 past 3. So from 10 past 3, you'll get the Lethem Majorettes on the stage. Half past 3, you've got Perth Amateur Operatic Society. That was a mouthful. It really was. Can I try again? Go for it. <laughs> From half past three, you've got the Perth Amateur Operatic Society. Was that better? Woo! And from ten to four, you've got the Phoenix All-Stars. Moving on to ten past four, we have uh, Will-Sweeney-Todd. Okay. And at 35 minutes past four until five o'clock when the stage closes, we have Dynamic Dance. So there's a lot of dancing going on on that stage and a lot of local stuff. Yeah, and that's it. So there's plenty going on, like you say, and it is a lot of dancing, but it is, it's the local stuff as well. So whether your kids are in it or you've got kids who might be interested, or adults who might be interested in taking up a new hobby or joining a local group, that'd be the place to get your taster for them. Absolutely, especially Adlib. As I say, worked with them plenty of times. Uh, I've been in the rehearsals as well, and there's such a great range of people in there. All ages, all types of folk, brilliant. So the parade starts up at Thimble Row Car Park. Stoby, you want to tell us a bit about this? Yeah, so the, the Christmas parade starts there at 5.30 and it basically it'll work its way towards the main stage, which is on Tay Street. So it's going the length of the town, basically. The route itself, winding through the city. Ian, where does it go? So we're starting at Thimble Row, the car park opposite uh, Perth Bike Station. Uh, and then we're going past Simon Howie, turning right... And then we're turning left onto South Street at the new sports bar, the uh, the bunker. And then we're heading all the way down to the Watergate, right down South Street. So that's a, that's a lot of businesses. 
that were passing that could be open at that time making a lot of money like we were talking about earlier isn't it oh yes yeah i'll, so, I'll be in um the chippy if you're looking for me <laughs> i've got my fingers crossed that murray's is open <laughs> yeah and the open murray's <laughs> um, so you can watch the parade at any part of this route but one thing to bear in mind when you're doing so is that if you then want to go to see the main stage you will need to go all the way to the museum end of tay street there's no other access to Tay Street apart from that to see the main stage itself. Yeah, and the reason for that is the the other end of Tay Street behind the stage is where all the, the acts gather. So that's sort of a behind-the-scenes area. So you can't actually walk down the length of Tay Street. Unless you've got a backstage pass. I'm hoping to have one. I'd love to have one, but <laughs> it's not going to happen. I'll sell you mine for 20 quid. Just 20? Yeah, I'm cheap. <laughs> so Stoby, who's going to be in this parade? Most of the local acts that are movement-based or dancing-based will be involved in some way. We'll have some musical acts in there as well. Perth and District Pipe Band will probably be in there too. And of course, the man who's producing the Naughty and Nice list himself will be as part of this parade as well. Last time I seen him that I can remember, he was actually pulled on a, a sleigh with Huskies. Yes, absolutely was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the stars from the main event as well, they'll be on there. And so I, I, I waved to them last year. I was quite happy with that. <laughs> did they wave back or did uh, you get a funny look? It's, it's, well. Right, Stoby needs to take a break by the sound of it. <laughs> I got this. ignored. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Lionel Vinyl, your host with the most, the man with the plan. And the plan is to have as much fun as is humanly possible on Saturday, the 16th of November. Why? Because that's the date that I'm going to join you all for Perth Christmas Light Switch On. All right. For those of you that joined us last year, we had so much fun. It was a ball. What a party with Stephen Mulhern and the guest artist that joined us, James Arthur, Pixelad, and everybody else. I can't wait to find out who's going to be on stage this year, too. What a great segue, Lionel. There we go. So we've got the lineup right here. Ian, do you want to kick us off on that? Absolutely. The main stage opens on Tay Street at two o'clock and we're kicking off with the McAndrews Sisters, which is a sort of 50s wartime threesome girl band. Uh, they do a lot of cool covers and uh, dress up for the part as well. It's and turn heads. And they do turn heads. Uh, followed by Last Orders, which is a local band from Dundee and Perth who do a lot of cover versions of a whole array of songs. And we've actually got Craig with us in the studio today. Craig, welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me, Ian. Last Orders are playing the Christmas lights uh, switch on again. How exciting. It, it, it totally is, because we didn't really expect to be playing again so two years in a row. Um, but, you know, when the phone call comes in, you don't turn these things down. Absolutely not. It's, I mean, it's a big gig. There's obviously some big stars coming again this year. Um, maybe not along the lines of your usual style, but I think you guys are going to play really well. Tell us some of the tunes we can expect to hear on that main stage. Well, you say not our usual style, but that's the thing. Our, one of our kind of unique selling points, if you will, is that we don't really have a, a kind of unique style. So it started off, you know, way back six, seven years ago that we would sort of concentrate on the sort of dad rock kind of greatest hits kind of bands. So yeah. your ACDCs, your Bon Jovis, all that kind of thing. And then slowly but surely, mainly just for a bit of a laugh, we started to bring in, why don't we try a Katy Perry song? Why don't we try an Atomic Kitten song, that kind of thing? And then they worked. And then you basically just sort of play them like you stole them. And it becomes something fun that people can sing along to. 
And that that is what I see at your gigs as a singing along. The the everyone knows the lyrics to these tunes that you're playing, and probably better than I do. <laughs> I, I don't doubt that at all. It's <laughs> definitely a thing. Uh, but yeah, that that whole idea of getting the crowd going and, and enjoyment, and there is something in knowing a lot of the tunes are being played. A lot of these songs we know them from our childhoods, uh, growing up. Back to the Future, you know, other films like that, the Brat Pack stuff. The songs are in there. You will know these lyrics if you're down in that pit. You will know these tunes yeah definitely I mean most of it kind of concentrates back to the kind of 80s 90s that kind of era and you're absolutely right there's a kind of yeah there's a kind of pop culture you know to a lot of these songs and that people just you just know them you know so we kick into you know like the, the intro to Mamma Mia from Mamma, from, um, from by Abba Mamma Mia by Abba and you know half the room look a bit divided and the guys and the girls are like oh no not, not Mamma Mia 20 seconds later, everybody's singing along because everyone knows most of the words and everyone just loves that kind of vibe. And and the guys are pretending they don't know, but they know. But they're the ones down the front having a laugh and throwing all the shapes, pointing the fingers in the air. Crowd surfing. Well, maybe not. Well, Pit Lockery. So that's, that's become a thing. So you can find us up in Pit Lockery in the old mill from time to time. And... You know, we the very first time we went there a good bunch of years ago, we thought, this is a restaurant, this will be interesting, because we're a little bit noisy, we sort of spinal tap it and dial it up to 11. And, uh, and but, you know, before we knew it, every, you know, the whole place is jumping and having a laugh. And now we've got it to the point where sort of dancing on the bar is fully acceptable. And we even do, what do they call them, trust falls. So we'll try and, try and do a couple of trust falls towards the end of the night where people are effectively stage diving off the bar. Oh, wow. You know? And, you know, everyone's in their mid-60s. <laughs> <laughs> Not us, thankfully. <laughs> so Last Orders played the Christmas light switch on back in 2018. How did you find that? It's a privilege and it's quite humbling. And I think in part because, you know, it, it's, it's the main stage, it's the big stage. So that's always fun. I mean, it's fun to play any outdoor event and stage like that. And, and that's the key thing. It's the stage. It's a big stage. So, you know, over the years, I guess bands like uh, like the one I'm in have kind of perfected the art of squeezing everything onto a stage the size of a postage stamp. And that's not taking anything away from these venues because they are great and good, great fun. But, you know, to play on something that is uh, as, as big a stage as that, if you will, um, it's just really good fun. And you get looked after. The church next door has a perfect little green room set up and that's just you know, really good banter in there and everyone looks after you. And then, of course, um, you've got your lighting engineers, your sounding engineers, and it's just one big happy family. So it's quite humbling and it's a really good crack. And a large crowd, I assume, probably one of the bigger ones you've maybe played. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you could, if, you, if you added up all of the pubs and clubs over the year, um, it's probably as many people on the on the Tay Street. So if somebody wanted to find out where you were playing or what to hire you for a wedding or something like that, where's the best place to go? Uh, it's Facebook these days. That's by far well, the easiest it, yeah. thing, yeah, just <laughs> like most things. So uh, Facebook page is Last Orders Rock. And yeah, send you know if you're interested in booking the band, you just send us a private message, and um, uh, you know periodically as and when we'll post all the gigs up there and just some other um, fun bits and pieces. So if, if you want to interact, that's the best way to do it. So folks, that's uh, Craig from Last Orders. Get down to see them at the main stage during the Christmas light switch on. What a great insight into playing on that stage. From quarter to four, we've got booming, and then at ten to five, we've got the giants of British rock. Now that's uh, basically a super group, isn't it? Of yeah. some major players over the years. Yeah, so there, there's members from Uriah Heep, FM Thunder, uh, White Snake. White Snake, absolutely, yeah. You know, and Bad Company all in there as well. So that that isn't a small band. That's huge. That would be amazing, that one. Yeah. 
So after that, at uh, six o'clock, we have the arrival of the parade and all the people that need to be on the stage at that point. So uh, Provost Dennis Malloy uh, and Lily Douglas yep. will be turning on the, the Christmas lights at quarter past six. And that's when the firework display starts as well. So that, you know, you need to be in the area for that. It's going to be absolutely stunning. That's 21cc fireworks that do that. They always put on a good show. Uh, I was actually in Hopetown House near Edinburgh not that long ago. The display was just epic. So get yourselves down somewhere. The bridge is actually a really nice place to look at. Any of the bridges is a nice place to watch that firework display if you don't want to be in a, in the crowd. Yeah. I actually was at the fireworks in Perth last week. Oh. And we had a great view. We had like clear line of sight to where they were launched from. Oh, wow. And it was just, it was fantastic. Yeah. And the music as well, because they yeah. do it all to music now, which is stunning, isn't it? It's yeah. another level altogether. I always wonder, like, how do you rehearse that? <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> After that, we've got Stephen Mulhern and Basil Brush. See what you see, boom, boom. <laughs> That's his new show. That should totally be his new show. I'm going to pitch that to him, patent pending. After that, we've got Atomic Kitten featuring Natasha Hamilton and Liz McLaren, and they're on from 20 to 7 till 10 past 7, so it's half an hour of 90s Atomic Kittenness for you. <laughs> is that a thing? It is now. <laughs> so at 10 past 7, we have the Clubland Classics. So we have everything here hosted by Dario G, known for Sunshine. That was his track, wasn't it? I yeah. believe so. Hey, um, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> uh, Entrance <laughs> are on, as well as Alice DJ. That's, I'm not going to lie, when I was the, that age in the 90s, I did listen to all this stuff. So Set You Free, obviously, is Entrance's massive hit. And I think you're lying if you don't know the words to that, you know, because I've just said them. Uh, no, <laughs> it's, it's going to be mental, I think. That, the, the real clawback for some people yeah. me, me included <laughs> but I'm 21 so obviously the mass doesn't add up there still yeah, well yeah plus fat <laughs> yeah, plus and IPT and, plus and import tax yeah <laughs> uh, and of course the big headline act is Nina Nesbitt ah good old Scottish talent yep so Scottish singer songwriter Nina from Edinburgh or Livingston I think it's Livingston um, she had a new album out this year and it's been really, really well received. It is called The Sun Will Come Up, The Seasons Will Change. Now, if you look up Nina on Spotify, she has an amazing 30 and a half million plays on one of her tracks. The next one, 33 and a half. And then the big one, 74 and a half million plays of a track. She's popular. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's a big, big win for Perth, I'd say. Absolutely. That, for a main act, and as well keeping it, you know, moderately local, same country, we'll take that. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see that kick off. That's going to be amazing. So, folks, get down there. If you Do bear in mind, though, if you want to be down the front, Perth's busy. They estimated last year there was 90,000 people in that area. If you want down the front, you'll need to get down there early. Get into the earlier acts. You're not going to get anywhere near it. But there are three big TV screens to watch from as they go up the street. Last year, they also had those TV screens on the high street. So you didn't actually even have to be on Tay Street to watch. I think we said when we were talking about the parade, you know, that you have to go all the way up to the museum end of Tay Street. Absolutely. So if you can just stay on the high street yep. and you don't want to hike all that way, then that's, that's ideal yep. for you. And there's a few shortcuts through Perth if you know that if you know where you are, you can get through, no bother. Uh, but just to give you an idea, last year I was uh, shooting the, the main stage and it took me 45 minutes to get from one end of the high street to the other. Wow. That's how busy it is. That sounds like a pretty exciting weekend to me. 
That is that's a busy day in itself. I mean, that's all crammed in on the main day itself. That is all crammed into eight hours. And I'll be there for the full eight hours. So if there's <laughs> someone lying in the ground looking knackered, that'll be me. <laughs> Steal his camera before you wake him up. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> uh, the other thing we haven't mentioned as well is, folks, this isn't over on the Saturday. Sunday isn't just the, the Christmas uh, gin and chocolate festival. There's also a huge cake thing going on where people make buildings out of cakes. So... We haven't gone into that. Go down and see it for yourself. It's an, an incredible event and you get free cake. That's my kind of event. My daughter will be taking part in that. Actually, she's helping with uh, Merlin, you know, Merlin ERD. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they're doing cake. So she'll be helping out with that. Anyone that does cake, I'm in with that. You know, <laughs> I'm all, all about the cake. So that's it, folks. That's it for episode two. Catch us, I think, next week because we're kind of running ahead of schedule at the moment <laughs> for some reason. This is a special episode, to be fair. Yeah, true, true. For more information on what we've talked about, check out fcpod.net. This podcast is a part of the Fair City Podcast Network, which is a group dedicated to helping local people start and develop their own podcasts. Remember, folks, click that subscribe button. And leave a review. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.